turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Pleasant good evening to you, everyone. Another Alan Gatulo Craft Beer cast on AM 970. The answer, a fantastic show for you tonight. A couple of craft beer guests that are going to be joining me in studio this hour and the usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gatulo, Instagram at Gatulo. Get the spelling right G A T T U L L O. That's right. Two T's, two L's for Gatulo. Facebook.com slash AGCraftBeerCast via email at albert nycradio.com. And don't forget, iTunes and Google Play, just do a search for AGCraftBeerCast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little miserlou from Dick Dale, the late Dick Dale, who died last weekend at the age of 81. The guy who created surf rock, that kind of that fat guitar sound. Listen to that. Yeah, I mean, he was the guy, and uh, I am I am sure that if you talk to a few people in the metal industry, uh, in the heavy metal industry, they will say that Dick Dale was an influence on them in playing guitar. I am sure of it. Um, but, uh, you know, we lost a great one at 81 in Dick Dale. Dick Dale actually played with, and we're going to play Dick Dale music throughout the show, but uh, Dick Dale uh, played with Stevie Ray Vaughan. In the remake, or I shouldn't say remake, the sequel of Back to the Beach with, um, was it, Frankie Valli and uh, Annette Funicello, right? So they did a scene where they do a song together, and boy, I'll tell you, Stevie's blues playing and his, you know, edgy sound with Dick Dale's kind of fat surfing guitar, boy, it was fantastic. So we'll play that a little bit later. We'll play some other stuff as well. Um, but let me get to the guests who are going to be in studio coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Steve McCann, who is the New York uh, sales rep. Uh, for Duclaw Brewing, and Madeline Caldwell, she is the marketing director for Duclaw. They're going to join me in studio. Now, they have a new beer out that hit the shelves, uh, is going to hit the shelves in New York probably in the next week and a half, uh, and New Jersey as well, if I'm not mistaken. It is called Unicorn Farts. Yes, that's right. Uh, It has glitter in it. The name of it is Unicorn Farts. Uh, I'm going to try it. We'll discuss that much more from this Maryland-based brewery. We've got some other stuff, too. I think Pastriarchy, uh, the series, uh, their creme brulee beer is out. So we'll try that as well uh, in the studio, along with this new Unicorn Farts beer. It's a sour ale with edible glitter in it, and apparently it has a Fruity Pebbles-like taste that um, was modeled after a donut company, a local donut company down in Maryland, uh, that they uh, marketed uh, or, you know, use the uh, the flavor of the donuts into uh, the beer. Now, again, we've discussed this with the Lucky Charms thing from a couple of weeks ago, uh, and, you know, Fruity Pebbles, it's no stranger to beer. They're not, Duclaw's not reinventing the wheel here uh, when it comes to this. Uh, uh, my good friends from Bolero Snort, they just released a beer a couple of days ago, uh, Fruity Pebbles, which they've been making for the last couple of years. So, Everybody has their own variation of putting cereal in different things. I know Death of the Fox Brewing down in uh, South Jersey uh, has been doing one with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I think they did one with uh, with Fruit Loops, if I'm not mistaken. So this is not new that um, that brewers are adding cereal and other things to beer. Um, what bothers me is the media that jumps onto these things and makes it seem like they're unique or it's the greatest thing in the world, and look, only this brewery is doing it. That's not right. And what, what bothers me more than anything is that it would take a producer five minutes of searching on Google to find other breweries that make a similar type of beer or add ingredients, the similar ingredients, to their beer. Maybe it's not a sour ale. Maybe it's a stout. Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a different uh, style of beer. But it takes five minutes to get those facts together. To me, that's lazy journalism. Don't be lazy, okay? And believe me, 
there are a lot of people out there who are lazy, and I'm one of them. I'm, I'm as, <laughs> in some ways, I'm as lazy as can be. But anyway, um, so here's the deal. We're going to get into some news and notes, and then we will, when we break, uh, for the next two segments, we'll talk to the folks. Uh, we'll talk with Steve McCann and Madeline Duclaw. Uh, from Duclos, uh, Madeline Duclos, listen to me, Madeline Caldwell, excuse me, from Duclos Brewing, they'll be in studio uh, and we'll be sampling uh, a couple of different beers and finding out what Duclos is doing, um, you know, going moving forward uh, into 2019. Remember, they're one of those mid-level brewers who are kind of, they're in a number of states, they're in 18 states, but they're not exactly, uh, they're not in every state, obviously, they're only in a small portion, so what are they doing to combat the the beer business and how uh, some of these smaller market brewers or mid-level sized brewers are feeling the impact of a slowdown in the craft beer world. But let's get into some news and notes here. And another thing that we're going to be touching on uh, through the course of this program and in subsequent shows uh, is cannabis in beer or making a beer made out of cannabis. We'll touch on that uh, in our final segment of the show on Suds and Duds. But uh, Cannabidol beer could be an offering from the from Michigan's largest brewery before too long. Grand Rapids uh, Founders Brewing Company is getting to work testing CBD beer, but Vice President of Brewing Operations Alec Mull doesn't think it will be the future of beer and will rather be a niche market. Beer's been around for millennia, and I think that it's going to go through some changes, but ultimately, you know, we love beer. We love beer for lots of reasons, and it's not because of CBD. Now, CBD oil comes from cannabis and hemp and is a legal treatment for pain that does not include the psychedelic effects of marijuana. Mull says the Food and Drug Administration would have to approve whatever they're able to develop, and the challenge will be to brew a beer that can offset the unpleasant taste of the oil. Um, And Alec Mull also says CBD oil-infused beer is a hot topic among breweries, and they are just starting to develop such a brew. All brewers are talking about this. I'm really excited to be a part of it with Founders. So it's interesting to see what will happen. So later on in the show, we're going to talk about another beer that is being made with that actually has no alcohol in it and just has the cannabis in it. Um, And that's Sarah Beer, which is made by the, the guy who founded uh, Blue Moon Beer, they actually make it and they're marketing, well, I shouldn't say marketing it, I guess they are, but not really, in Colorado where it is legal uh, to uh, to smoke pot, but it's also legal to purchase this product, but it's a unique way in which to purchase it. We'll talk about that in our Suds and Duds segment coming up in the final segment of the program. It's interesting how th- things are starting to change now that marijuana has become legal in a number of different states. Of course, in Canada, it's illegal across the entire country. In the United States, obviously, it's a select few. New Jersey's going to be voting on it this week. New York looks like they're putting it on the back burner until next year. Uh, pardon the pun with the back burner comment. So we'll see what happens. As we continue on here with our news and notes segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So uh, Beer Advocate is doing a big event in Brooklyn. It's their IPA Fest. It's going to take place on Saturday, September 14th of this year. Uh, last year's event in Boston sold out. It's a tribute to hoppy beers from bitter to hazy and juicy to sour. It's going to focus exclusively, of course, on IPAs, which is always a good thing for me, and a few India Pale Lagers. It's going to be hosted by Beer Advocate. It's presented by Dogfish Head. It'll be held at the Brooklyn Expo, uh, and the one-day festival will span two sessions. It'll feature over 50 breweries pouring more than 200 beers. You can get your tickets right now at beeradvocate.com slash IPA. General admission tickets are $65. The VIP tickets are 115 bucks. Now, what do you get for the VIP? VIP, you get a, a VIP badge. You get access to the event 30 minutes before the doors open. A meet and greet with Beer Advocate's founders. You get access to the VIP lounge. Exclusive VIP-only beers. You get a Fest swag bag and package snacks while supplies last. Uh, the general admission, you get a tasting cup, and you get to sample all the beers that are going to be there. Now, so far, there are 51 breweries who have said they're going to be there. I'm going to name a couple. Um, my, my friends from Bolero will be there. Brick City will be there in New Jersey. Carton Brewing will be there. Uh, Cloudburst from Seattle, very good beer. Uh, Dancing Gnome out of Pittsburgh. Dogfish Head, of course, is sponsoring. It'll be there. El Segundo Brewing Company makes great beer. They'll be there. Firestone Walker, Finback. Um, Grimm will be there. Industrial Arts. Jack's Abbey, which we're interviewing one of the owners of Jack's Abbey uh, for next week's program. Uh, Lawson's Finest Liquids. Sip of Sunshine, I assume, will be there. Luplin Brewing out of Minnesota. 
Uh, Magnify will be there in Jersey. Mumford Brewing, Night Shift out of Massachusetts. Prison City will be there. That's awesome. Uh, Sierra Nevada, Single Cut, Six Point. Stone Brewing will be there. The Alchemist, very excited about that because that means Hetty Topper will be there, which is fantastic. Three's Brewing, the Hop Concept out of San Marcos, California, uh, and a bunch of others as well. So very excited about that. They'll be adding new brewers as it goes on. September 14th of this year, the IPA Fest in Brooklyn. It'll be held at the Brooklyn Expo. You can get tickets right now, beeradvocate.com slash IPA. And then finally, uh, Barrier Brewing. Kudos to the folks at Barrier Brewing. Uh, They won the Best Brews of New York. Shadows and Dust, the hazy New England-style IPA from Barrier, was voted by the 1,000-plus visitors to the beer garden as the best beer in New York. It prevailed over beers from Harlem Brewing, the Bronx Brewing, Empire Brewing Company, Captain Lawrence Brewing as well. Uh, this, is a, this is a huge honor. Uh, Mike DiScarfino, the sales director for Barrier, said when we started out in 2009, it was on a small scale with not nearly as much beer as we're making now. Winning this event puts things in perspective as to how far we've come. We're just super proud and humbled to have taken this victory. Uh, Barrier distributes in six states, 12 beers always on tap in its Oceanside Tap Room. For more information, you can go to BarrierBrewing.com on those guys. Kudos to them. Barrier makes some great beer. They had some issues after Hurricane Sandy. Um, they had to rebuild and got a lot of people uh, to help them out. So kudos to them. It's a, a great honor. This took place inside of Brookfield Place, where they transformed it into a beer garden over a couple of weeks, had different types of breweries from New York City, New York State, and the surrounding counties. So kudos to them uh, for winning the finale uh, of that event. And I'll tell you, if you haven't had uh, any beer from Barrier Brewing, you definitely want to check them out. And if I'm not mistaken, are they going to be at the event? Uh, no, they are not going to be at the Beer Advocate event. So that's interesting. So hopefully they will be there uh, as well. But we will find out um, as time moves on. Now, when we come back after a short break, Steve McCann, the New York sales rep for Duclaw Brewing, and Madeline Caldwell, the marketing director for Duclaw, will join me in studio for two segments. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder doesn't understand what Congress is doing. Twelve Republicans joined with the Democrats to block Trump's national emergency border declaration. If this is about national security and the president can make a straight-faced argument that he is, and he can, and has, I don't get it. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970, The Answer. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I I just had to discontinue use. But that's not the problem with Relief Factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen... Now you don't have to with Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting the Stand with Israel tour with my friend Dennis Prager. This tour of the Holy Land will bring us face-to-face with one of our country's most important allies and one of the most fascinating spiritual regions on earth. More than a vacation, this bucket list trip will deepen your faith and expand your mind. I personally want to invite you to join me on this journey. Register today, and I'll see you in Israel. For more information and to register for this trip, go to am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. 2020 is right around the corner, and the desperate left is threatening America with, you got it, a socialist agenda. Extreme far-left politicians have become, some of them, unhinged. Nancy Pelosi wants to declare a national emergency and take our guns. Andrew Cuomo has legalized late-term abortion. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to raise taxes to save the world and recently compared America to garbage. Patriots, time to take the garbage out. You don't have to shop at the liberal companies that use your hard-earned dollars to support these far-left politicians. Need a conservative alternative for your cell phone? It's easy to 
to switch to Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company. Get the same reliable nationwide coverage you already have and know your hard-earned money is supporting only conservative organizations like the Susan B. Anthony List, Gun Owners of America, the Heritage Foundation, and more. With plans starting as low as $20 a month, why wait? Call 1-800-APATRIOT and use the code HUE or head over to PatriotMobile.com forward slash HUE to get up to two activation fees waived. Stop infanticide. Stop gun control. Stop the insanity and switch to Patriot Mobile today. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, a little Dick Dale and the Wedge as we're playing all Dick Dale music uh, for this week's show. Dick Dale uh, passing away last Sunday uh, at the age of 81. And he's the guy, surf rock. I mean, you want to talk about heavy metal and hard rock and all kinds of stuff. Part of that was Dick Dale and that heavy, fat sound of that guitar. So uh, rest in peace, Dick Dale. My next guests are uh, kind enough to join me in studio Duclaw Brewing, based out of Maryland, we've talked about Duclaw before. They're releasing a new beer uh, that is coming out in the New York, New Jersey area uh, in just about a week or so. And yes, it has glitter in it. And it's a sour ale, and I don't know if I'm completely sold on glitter in beer. We shall see. We're going to taste that beer. Now, the beer, as I said, being released uh, in the New York, New Jersey area coming up in early April. It's already available on tap and in cans at Duclaw Brewery, and for more information, you can go to Duclaw.com. That's the website for more info to find out where all of Duclaw's beers are. But let me welcome into the studio, uh, and they were kind enough to come in studio, uh, Duclaw's New York sales rep, Steve McCann, and the marketing director for Duclaw, Madeline Caldwell. Steve, Madeline, thanks for coming in. How are you guys doing? Doing Thank well. You for thanks us. for having us. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Unicorn Farts. Unique name for a beer. I'm firmly of the belief that farts are funny, because I do act like a five-year-old at times. Uh, why a beer with this title and why a beer with glitter? I'll leave it up to either one of you to, to, to start. Sure. Um, well, we have a very cool little donut shop in Baltimore called uh, Diablo Donuts, and they have a donut called Unicorn Farts. It's a, it's a vanilla donut with vanilla frosting and fruity pebbles on top. So we got talking with the guy. He's he he's kind of has funky innovation style. He's always pushing the envelope with new flavors, and we tried to do the same thing with beer, so we had a lot of synergies and we felt that unicorn farts, we had to shout it from the rooftops and try to make a beer that tastes like Fruity Pebbles, so we went with it. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Now, it seems to me, and this is not unique in the beer business, we've seen in, 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 in the media over the last couple of weeks, people are adding all sorts of things to beer. The media seems to be jumping on this as like being a new invention. Uh, there's a brewery down in Virginia that was talking, you know, Lucky Charms in beer. Meanwhile, there's a brewery in New Jersey that's been doing it for a couple of years. It's not unique. Uh, cereal glitter. Uh, I, I'm not a purist uh, in that by any stretch. I do think, though, that some of these things actually add rather than take away from the beer. There are some beer purists that, ah, you can't add anything. It's It's got to be certain ingredients. From a sales aspect, does a beer like Unicorn Farts move the needle? Yes. Um, right now, it's all what's in a name. Um, unicorns are hot. It's a pop culture thing. Right. People are really gravitating toward it. I, Wake up every morning asking where the beer, hearing questions as such. Well, um, okay. Just mm-hmm. waiting for it to hit the market, honestly, and uh, we're going to take it from there. So when you talk to your, to your distributors and to the bars that you go to and you say, look, we've got a new beer coming out. It's called Unicorn Farts. They're jumping with excitement like, we've got to have this? Or is it, wait, Unicorn Farts? What? Huh? How do I, how do a, I market that? There was a little pushback in the beginning, both within our company and with our distributors just with using the word farts okay in a beer they weren't so sure about having it on the can but we just had to go with it because you know you can't turn down a name like that and then it's it's really been positive in the end so let me get this straight so sweet baby jesus which is the beer that put you guys pretty much on the map which is again great name and it's a great beer that was okay but unicorn farts was a problem Uh, farts are funny come on that's not it's the it's the I know at first when I saw it, I was I was questioning it quite a bit. Okay. Um, I bring it to my distributors, and I question them. They're like, hey, we'll take a flyer on some of them. And then um, I think it was our next newsletter that came out that said, hey, one more chance to pre-order. Everybody came back to me doubling their orders. Really? They were like, we think this is going to work. Oh, then, well, that, and, that's And now awesome. I'm getting still getting asked, can we get more? And it, we we just went on a pre-order system, so... What we have is what we have, and it's already bought and sold pretty much by all those distributors. Well, that that's great. So the, obviously that means 
at some point you're going to make more of it, but you know, for next year or whatever. Now we're talking with uh, the New York sales rep Steve McCann and the marketing director for Duclaw, uh, Madeline Caldwell. Duclaw.com is the website for more information to find out where all of Duclaw's beers are. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer. So the other beer that you folks have released uh, that's coming out within a week or so is the Pastry Archie Cream uh, Creme Brulee. Uh, this is a series of beers, correct? And what's the series all about? It's sort of uh, dark, decadent, dessert-type beers. A lot of them are stouts. This one happens to be an imperial brown ale. Um, but pecan pie, pumpkin spice, mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, and this one's creme brulee brown ale. Very cool. See, you say pecan, I say pecan. It's interesting. <laughs> okay. I'm originally right. from Minnesota. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so as I mentioned before, Sweet Baby Jesus, the first beer that really put you guys uh, on the map, the chocolate peanut butter mixed together wonderfully. It was When I bought it, I was just blown away by the flavor. Uh, was that the thought process behind so many of the beers afterwards, make them big and bold with flavor? More or less, yeah. Um, yeah. But we, we strayed from that for a little bit. Um, that's when we brought out the patriarchy series. I feel like we we really honed in what we were good, like what we what were tried and true were right. people knew us for. So right. it's why, why reinvent what we're trying to be. Right. But, I mean, but, but Duclos mostly puts out, you know, big boozy stouts, porters. They're not really mm-hmm. known... You guys aren't really known as an IPA or a Pilsner type, and I know you've done uh, IPAs and Pilsners, but it's mostly the big, boozy yeah. you know, types of beers, I think right? that's what people got hooked, how people got hooked on Duclaw initially, and then, you know, we've been around for 22 years, right. so a lot changes in craft beer when that happens, and so you have to change with the times, and um, we have an all-new new brewing team, and we've started to release um, on an eight-week period uh do 16 ounce cans of a double ipa a sour and a a pastry typically a pastry stout Mm -hmm. um so people have really gotten on board with that that's an ambitious schedule to have you know beers coming out every eight weeks and get them out into circulation now you guys are in uh 18 states if i'm not mistaken right okay uh we're talking with the uh, new york sales rep steve mccann and the marketing director for duclaw madeline caldwell duclaw.com the website for more information uh to find out where all of duclaw's beer uh, beers are we're talking about the pastryarchy and the unicorn farts beers one is a sour ale that's the unicorn farts the pastryarchy i love this i'm using unicorn farts in a conversation <laughs> and the pastryarchy which is a brown ale we're here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer so i mentioned it before there's lots of ta- tap handles uh, all over the New York and New Jersey area. How do you guys distinguish yourself to getting on tap on an ever-increasing beer market, especially with the lo- with so many local products, especially, um, you know, there are so many good beers that are being produced right here in New York. There's a lot of good beers being produced in New Jersey. When you go to a bar and, a, let's say, a particular establishment, Steve, has, say, you know, eight tap handles, so you're kind of fighting for that space on there. Uh, is it you're selling them on, hey, look, put this on draft, it's going to be a winner, or do you say, eh, you know what, maybe you sell more cans and bottles than you do draft. Maybe this is the way to go. How, how do you approach it? I mean, it's always draft first. I mean, you, you want that real estate. Uh, you want the return on it. Um, but you're also trying to understand. You walk into the bar, you understand what their concept is, first of all. And then you go from there. You understand what they're trying to do. You read the draft lines as such. You want, you want the Pilsner IPA lines, usually. Or you want something that's going to be... Like a great rotate, like one one that's going to really captivate the right. customer. You you guys put out. I'm sorry, Madeline. Uh, you were going to say. I was going to say sometimes you know a lot of times we'll do something something special to to work with a particular bar that we really like and right. and want to get into like a special firkin or something like that. Right. It's interesting because you mentioned you mentioned pilsners. You guys put out a pilsner a couple of years ago called Lawn Dart that I had gotten a couple of samples of, which I thought was fantastic. To me, that was, and, and I, I use this term all the time just to describe beers that are uh, more for backyard kind of use. It's a lawnmower beer to me. You know, that, the, the Lawn Dart was crisp, refreshing. It was just a, a great take on a Pilsner. Nothing too fancy about it. Simple, you know, something that you could have after you've done, you know, maybe a couple of hours of yard work. Um, is there thought of doing those types of beers on a more regular basis to keep, you know, because, again, people's palates change. You can't make the hazy IPA forever. I know that the hazy, juicy IPAs are the big thing, and I love them. But after a while, I'm a seasonal guy. I want to, you know, when it's cold, I want to drink a stouter reporter. When it's warm, I want to drink something a little bit lighter and not uh, get carried away. Is there thought of doing those things in, in, in that, you know, that type of way? 
Yeah, it's it's all, it's all about timing. Lawn dart, and then after lawn dart, we did an, a German style pilsner called Incognito, and Duclaw was just start starting to to shift from really doing a lot of those heavy beers, which we still do, but to right. to shifting that a little bit. And I think people didn't really know that we did light beers yet, so it didn't it didn't work great for us. But I think we would certainly try it again in the future okay. as more people get on board. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get when we get back. We're actually going to try both of these beers on the air. We're going to try the Pastryarchy, which is the brown ale uh, that is out the creme brulee, and we're also going to try Unicorn Fart. So we'll take a quick break, uh, and then we'll get into the beers and some more stuff with our guests in studio, New York sales rep Steve McCann marketing director for Duclaw, Madeline Caldwell. That's coming up right after this on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. Partly cloudy skies, it's 54 degrees in the city. What's going on? We have the answer. The head of the House Judiciary Committee is calling for total transparency now that the Russia investigation is over. We will ask the Attorney General to testify before the House Judiciary Committee. We will demand the release of the full report. The American people are entitled to a full accounting of the president's misconduct referenced by the special counsel. That was New York Congressman Gerald Nadler also taking issue with the president's claim that the report fully exonerated him. Nadler noted that Barr wrote that special counsel Robert Mueller's report did not conclude that the president committed a crime, but it also didn't exonerate him. A Yonkers man facing charges for allegedly kicking an elderly woman in the head while riding on the two train in the Bronx. 36-year-old Mark Gomez claims he was provoked, according to the New York Post. Gomez's attorney told a court during the arraignment that the 78-year-old woman threatened him with a knife. In sports, the Islanders beat the Coyotes 2-0, and the Knicks lost to the Clippers 124-113. Checking traffic, Monday alternate side in effect. Hudson River crossings okay and into and out of the city. Don't forget the inbound George Washington Bridge. Lower level Palisades approach easy pass only till 6. And we've got a car fire in Porchester. The Hutch Northbound is shut down at King Street. you got to get off Northbound at King Street, down that little ramp, and then back on, and boom, you're in Greenwich. Checking your forecast tonight, it's getting a little cloudy, slight chance of a shower. The overnight low right around 42 degrees. Monday morning when you wake up with Joe and the gang, mostly cloudy. Monday's high 51 degrees. Tuesday, sunny and 46. Wednesday, partly sunny skies and 46 degrees. Now you know what's going on. I'm Susie Cerrone on AM 970, The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Eastern Christian Elementary School, Flushing Christian School, Gateway Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970. The Answer. Got some in studio guests here. A little Stevie Ray Vaughan and Dick Dale doing Pipeline. From the Back to the Beach movie in 1987. Uh, big fan of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Fortunate enough to see him a couple of times uh, before he passed away. And this collaboration between these two guys was just awesome. As we uh, featured Dick Dale during the show uh, this week, uh, he passed away last Sunday at the age of 81. So in studio with me right now, uh, the Northeast sales rep, uh, Steve McCann, and the marketing director for Duclaw Brewing, uh, Madeline Caldwell. Duclaw.com, the website for more information uh, to find out where all of Duclaw's beers are. But the most important thing that we're doing here uh, on tonight's program 
is to actually try the beers. Now, I know we do a segment of Suds and Duds where I tell you about all the beers that I've had and what I like and what I don't like, but this is the best part about having guests in studio is sometimes they bring some Suds, which is great. So the first one we're going to try is the Unicorn Farts beer. Now, Madeline, I noticed you, you've you shaken the can up. I'm, I'm assuming that's to uh, get the glitter. To rouse the, the glitter. It tends to settle a bit. Uh, I see. All right. So this is a sour ale with fruity pebbles and edible glitter. Thank you. As uh, Madeline pours here, I'm going to take a quick snip. Ooh, got a nice, got a nice sour sourness to it. I don't really see the glitter in it though. I'm just trying to see if I can see the glitter. Take your bit. flashlight. Oh yeah. All right. So let's see. We're going to take our flashlight here, and we'll call this up. I love this doing play-by-play of beer on the radio. There you oh go. yeah, there you go. There's the glitter. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. All right. So in the right light, you're going to see this. I'm sure if you're drinking this in the dark, you're probably not going to see it. But cheers. Let's give this a try here. Cheers. And uh, Unicorn Farts, Sour Ale with Fruity Pebbles and Edible Glitter. All right, the first thing that I get right off the bat, huge Fruity Pebble taste. That cereal just nails you. And I lo- oh, and then a little, a little more of the cereal on the back end, almost like... Um, Almost like when you're when you're eating fruity pebble cereal and you get the cereal, you get the crunch, and then the milk kind of on the back end, kind of coating it's your throat smooth, almost. I have to tell you, this is very good, and don't be distracted by the glitter, folks. You can barely see it in the beer. I mean, you got to look at it with your with a flashlight or whatever. But this is very good, and it's it's not too sour. Like some sours are really puckery. Mm-hmm. This is not that. It is very subtle, right? I mean, nicely fruity. Yeah, it's, yeah. My first taste, I'm pretty excited. Is it? <laughs> oh, that's great. The Christmas come early. <laughs> yeah, there were there were many iterations of this because it's it's you really had to sit down and, and talk talk I mean the brew team had to figure out what fruity pebbles tasted like. Right. So, you know, they bought a box of cereal and and really tried to figure out what those flavors were, which are a lot of tangerine and mm-hmm. strawberry and the R&D research on these things very difficult very difficult, very difficult right <laughs> oh it was a tough day i had to eat fruity pebbles for hours you know <laughs> that's yeah, great a fun process this is this is very good i i would certainly encourage i would th- this is definitely a suds for me uh it is definitely something that i would buy on tap uh, it's definitely something i would purchase and can uh in the store well done this is very good i got to take you know what i have to take another sip of this yeah, that if you like cereal and you like an, a nice subtle sour, this is definitely the beer for you. This is very good. I, 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 kudos. That's Thanks. excellent. Glad you like it. So uh, the next one that we have here on the list, we have the Pastry Arky. It's a creme brulee brown ale. And, of course, we'll have pictures and stuff, and we'll put everything out on social media to tease. But uh, this is um, in a series of beers that, thank you, that, uh, that Duclaw is doing, the heavy banger stuff. Already, I get a lot of pastry smell right off of it. So it's I mean, made with creme brulee coffee. Okay, yeah, a lot of coffee. Roasty, not too sweet. Mm-hmm. This is without even tasting it yet, and I'm actually going to take a sip of water first. But without even tasting it, that to me is a a fire beer. Friday night, throw a couple logs, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then sip away very slowly. So what what is the ABV on this? Eight point five. Oh, that's not bad. All right, so a lot of coffee. Oh, that's smooth. That's nice. I'm trying to figure out what I'm getting on the back end. A little caramel? Mm-hmm. Is there a little caramel in there? Yeah. Mmm. That's really nice, too. You guys do such a great job um, with the with the big and boozy dark beers. It's, it's a delight to drink because, uh, you know, especially... There's a pumpkin one, I think, that you guys did. Oh, yeah. That's one of my favorites. That is really good. And I'm not a big pumpkin beer fan. And it's strong, but it's got, you know, it's got enough of that pumpkin flavor in it that you don't get overpowered. That's really good. This is, without a doubt, and you're right, this is an after-dinner beer. Now, so all of these are kind of set up as kind of an Mm after-dinner type of beer. It's not something you're going to sit around with friends and drink watching a game. It's more for an after-dinner type of taste, right? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a little bit decadent, but this one is pretty light also. Yeah, yeah. Okay. nice carbonation with the brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great beer. So the Pastriarchy we've had, the Creme Brulee uh, uh, Brown Ale, which is fantastic. The Unicorn Farce, what's the ABV on the, on the sour? Five and a half. Oh, that's a nice, easy drinking. 
Yeah. That is, that's really good. Uh, folks, I would encourage you, if you see it in the stores, now this is kind of a limited release, though, right, to stores and bars. It's not going to be, it's not going to be everywhere, right? Uh, Unicorn might be our biggest drop in New York City market um, as far as our rotating sour series. Okay. Which, um, why not? All right. There you yes, go. Yes, if you see it out there, I would grab it because it, it'll, go, it'll go pretty quick. That's what, it, that's what it sounds like to me. Now, I have to ask you, how did you each get started in the business itself? I was in, um, you know, I worked in marketing for a decade, mostly for agencies, and Duclaw was my client many, many years ago, (laughs) briefly. Okay. Um, So I just stayed in touch with them and then came on board about six months ago. Very cool. And your favorite style of beer to drink? Mm, I like IPAs. Okay. Yeah. Hazy or just a traditional kind? I like a little bit of both. I like to mix it up. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Steve, how'd you get started in the business? Uh, My father was in the industry for about 40 years up in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. um, it was something I just grew up around, you know, in and out of liquor stores and bars. I, it's not the greatest growing up, but, you know, you learn to appreciate those things. And um, moved down here about six years ago, mm-hmm. found my way to um, with a local distributor, SKI Beer, which I'm very grateful. Sure. Um, some of the greatest people I've ever met. And um, SKI ended up picking up DeClaw, and they said, you're the guy. And ever since, about three years now with them. So you're really good at kick the can then. If you're following your dad around to all these liquor stores and stuff, very good. B- big, big fan of Kick the Can. You're you're a master at it, right? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. And your favorite style of beer to drink? Uh, pale ales, pilsners, easy, okay. easy throwbacks. Really? Um, so, uh, so why pilsners? Because that's interesting. Because somebody in the business, it's funny because I would think that you're more of an exotic beer type of guy, like more sours and things of that oh, nature. Oh yeah, definitely. I never stray far from those, but right. definitely you can tell a lot from a brewery from what they what they can do with the simplicity. Okay. Um, Atlantic City Beer and Music Fest. We're talking with Steve McCann, the New York sales rep uh, and the marketing director for Duclaw, Madeline Caldwell here in studio. Duclaw.com, the website for more information. We're talking about the Pastryarchy and Unicorn Farts beers. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival is coming up uh, in just another week, actually, a week from uh, a week from yesterday, or a week from, no, a week from this past Friday. Um you guys have anything planned for that event, uh, the, the beers that are going to be there? I know that um, we're trying to get information out about some of the different breweries and what beers they're bringing. I know one of the things, they were trying to introduce a new beer from each brewery, but do we have a, a list of the beers that are going to be there? Uh, yeah, as of right now, we have um, four. Um, so we're going to try and focus on our the new direction. We'll also have a, a whole mainstay with Sweet Baby Jesus. We'll have our uh, new New England style, uh, Haze of Glory IPA. Um, Six three ABV, really, mm-hmm. really nice, easy drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our great uh, spring summer seasonals, Gozos, an homage to Orioles, uh, uh, which is nice. Um, right, Cantaloupe Black Lava Salt, great throwback for the summer. Okay, uh, we also have another one is our uh, Strawberry Letter Twenty Three, which is a, a beer actually they let me name after a seventies funk song. Which That's is cool. Nice. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's a strawberry tart IPA. All right, which strawberry. Is, it's a nice balance between people that aren't into sours and uh, but like IPAs. IPAs. Vice so it's got so. that bitter bite, but it's got that this this puckiness, uh, puckerness of uh, I don't know. I'm not even pronouncing yeah, the word correctly. Right, you're right. Maybe I should have another sip like a sour uh, IPA, uh, of a sour. Um, anything else going on? First of all, the go the gozos and the haze of glory definitely two. I'm going to try when I'm down there. Um, Anything coming up in the New York City area in terms of uh, the Unicorn Farts release or stuff that's coming up uh, later in the spring and summer? Anything uh, going on at, at uh, bars or establishments? Um, we're actually having a little uh, get-together at Top Ops in uh, Lower East Side. A good friend of mine runs the bar. Um, they've always been a loyal customer of ours. Um, so we're doing, a, doing a, uh, like kind of like a, a play on Firefest uh, with a couple other breweries. Okay. Where and with, when's that? When's that upcoming? Uh, that'll be on the twenty ninth. Okay, so so a week from Thursday. Week from Thursday. Excellent. March 29th. So you want to get out there and try some of the different things? Obviously, unicorn farts or are going to be a part of oh, the twenty eighth. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, because the AC Beer Fest is the 29th and thirtieth. So uh, the twenty eighth, which is the Thursday, unicorn farts. I'm assuming will be one of the beers that'll be featured. Yeah, and then we'll have Delirium, which is uh, a good friend oh, of mine. Yeah. So we'll have pink elephants and unicorns. Nice. <laughs> so we're just trying to. Make it as exotic as it gets. That's pretty cool. So if you want to get a taste of unicorn farts, probably the first time you're going to get a taste of it, March 29th uh, at Top Hops on the Lower East Side. They're going to be there. See Steve. He's got a Duclaw hat and a beard. You can't miss him. Then again, 
Most guys who sell beer, beards. <laughs> All right, but you'll find them. He's got. He'll have some Duclos stuff on, uh, and definitely want to check it out. And I, I, honestly. I, Again, like I said, not a big fan of the glitter and all the other stuff, but this is a really good sour ale. If you like sours, you want to try a sour for the first time, this is definitely one uh, to check out. Folks, I-, I am really happy that you guys came in studio. My guests have been the uh, New York sales rep, Steve McCann, and the marketing director for Duclaw, Madeline Caldwell. Duclaw.com, the website for more information uh, to find where all of Duclaw's beers are. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Steve Madeline, thanks so much for coming in studio. Thanks for bringing the beers thanks, and the Al. hospitality. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much, Al. You got it. Pleasure. Up next, Suds and Duds on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Larry Elder just wants the media to be honest. His fellow Republicans to think seriously about the president's mental condition and psychological state. This is news. Some are saying the president's mental stability is in question. Some who? You wonder why people think it's fake news? Because it is. Some people are questioning the president's mental stability. Who? Name names. The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7, right before Joe Walsh at 9 on AM 970. The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Hawthorne Christian Academy, International Christian School, Kearney Christian Academy. Once again, go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at albert G at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. As well as on your Amazon Alexa-enabled device. Just say to Alexa, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM 970, the answer, and you will get to hear it right there. A little Dick Dale, as we've been playing Dick Dale uh, all uh, the entire show here. Bandito uh, is this one, the uh, the originator of surf rock, that heavy, fat guitar sound uh, that um, you know kids surfing in California back in the day in the 60s and stuff uh, were totally into. And um, it's a shame he passed away last weekend uh, at the age of 81, so uh, we wanted to celebrate... Uh, a little bit of Dick Dale's music uh, as we uh, as we move on here in this stuff. The the post St. Patty's Day Sunday. I was remiss. I did not wish everyone a happy St. Patty's Day last Sunday, uh, and I apologize for that. It's not my holiday, so it's not really something that I remember. Uh, to me, it's it, I equate sometimes St. Patrick's Day and New Year's Eve as the same kind of thing, kind of amateur night. You get a lot of people who say they're Irish, they're not. They're they, you know. They're too busy wanting to go out and get drunk. That's not my bag. So we'll get into suds and duds in a second. Earlier in the show, though, we talked about how Founders uh, Brewing is trying to make a cannabis-infused beer. Uh, and there is one already available in Colorado. 
Um, we've touched on it on the show a little bit, but I wanted to talk about it real quick here uh, while we have a second before we get into Suds and Duds uh, for this week. So Sarah is a beer pretty much nobody has heard of, except obviously if you're in the beer circles or in the uh, marijuana circles, you've heard about it. Um, it is only for sale uh, at marijuana shops in Colorado. The, the the reason why is because it's a beer with the alcohol taken out of it and cannabis is put in, pot is put into it. So um, estimates say the legal marijuana industry in the U.S. is going to hit $13.1 billion in total value this year. In three years, projected to climb to double that, to, to about $22.2 billion. This is from uh, CBSNews.com. Uh, the growing market... Includes a range of product options, obviously cannabis candy. There's all different types of things in order to get that cannabis where it is legal in this country or of medical marijuana, right? So Keith Villa and his wife Jody, uh, Keith Villa is the guy who created Blue Moon Beer. Um, he created Sarah, which takes out all of the alcohol out of the beer and puts uh, the THC in it. They grind the um, the marijuana down. They turn it into a liquid. And then they infuse that liquid uh, into the beer. Um, but what's interesting is um, to be able to market this non-alcoholic beer that only has THC in it. So you're basically drinking the THC. You're not smoking it. You're not eating it. I mean, you are eating it. You're ingesting it. But you're drinking it. You're not. Uh, you're not consuming it in a solid in a in a solid form. It's in a liquid form, right? But under Colorado law, it can only be sold at a shop that sells pot. And it can only be consumed in private. So even if you bought it at the shop, you can't open it up and consume it there. You have to bring it home and then consume it. So this is interesting. So how to market this? How is it that um, a business owner, and let's assume for the sake of argument that New Jersey passes uh, a legal pot law. They have, one on, they, they, they have it in legislation. They haven't voted on it yet. They're planning on voting on it this coming week. Uh, we will see if it passes. Looks like New York is going to pass on passing legislation until maybe next year. They don't seem to have enough votes for it. They're not putting it within the budget. Maybe they readdress it uh, before the end of the legislative session in June. So what's interesting is that um, this is a beer you can only get in Colorado. The other thing is because pot is still illegal under federal law, people are saying, oh, why can't you ship it out? Well, you can't. It can't be shipped across state lines because it's illegal under federal law. It's not the case in Canada. Pot is legal across the nation's. So you can get it wherever. And apparently, brewers like Molson Coors are investing big-time money into this to make pot beer, expecting sales in the billions of dollars. So it's very interesting to see what happens here, and whether or not this Sarah beer uh, with this THC catches on and whether other brewers will do it. I had posed a question on, our, on my Facebook page, on the Agatulo uh, Craft Beer Cast uh, Facebook page, as to who would be the first... New Jersey brewer uh, to to make a pot beer if and when uh, pot becomes legal um, in uh, the state of New Jersey. So I, a number of people responded, and it's interesting. A couple of people said probably won't happen anytime soon because I'm sure the laws in New Jersey will be so prohibitive and restrictive that it'll be almost impossible for somebody to do that. Um, Governor Christie made medical marijuana very difficult to get, even when he approved it, because he wanted to make sure it would would stay out of most people's hands except those who needed it. And then there was a strict parameter as to how it was to be um, dispensed. Uh, Governor Murphy has lightened those restrictions. Now, whether or not um, legal marijuana uh, becomes, you know, comes to fruition in the state of New Jersey, and then if somebody is going to make a beer that is not going to have alcohol in it, but is going to just have the THC in it, that remains to be seen. It'll be interesting. Um, you know, obviously, if if it can be done, they're going to try and do it. But I do like the Colorado law that you buy it at the place. You can't consume it there. You have to bring it to your home in order to consume it. My concern is, are people going to actually follow that law? That's the that that's the thing here. So we'll see what happens uh, as uh, time goes on. But it was just a, it's an interesting story. We posted the link on our Facebook page if you want to check out the um, uh, the link from CBS News and the story they did uh, last weekend on uh, CBS uh, Saturday morning. So let's get into suds and duds real quick here. Uh, the final segment of the show. Uh, the folks from uh, Freem Family Brewers uh, were putting their beer in cans 
and we're distributing them in March. I had asked them a couple of months ago uh, if they could send some samples when they were ready. And, boy, let me tell you something. They didn't just send me one or two beers. They sent me two full six-packs, and thank you very much for that. Uh, that was completely unnecessary, but uh, very much enjoyed it, uh, of their Pilsner and IPA in a really cool, unique packaging. I'd never seen this before, and I, I would lo- I- I- I'm going to try and get the, um, the people who run this company uh, to come on because it was so cool, that the-, the box that it came in, Whale Pod. It's the original calf cranch, uh, can shipper. Uh, you can go to whalepodshipper.com for more information. It perfectly put the two six packs of beer in a in a box that cushioned everything and then sealed it on top so that there was no leakage even if it was thrown around um there would be no issues with it fantastic job whale pod so i uh, had the uh the pilsner from frame and i have to tell you something folks one of the best pilsners i've ever tasted a little bit of honey grassy a perfect beer for a warm spring day spring is is here we're starting to get that warm weather. This is a beer I could sit in the backyard and enjoy with a nice cigar and just kind of relax and forget about everything. It is a fantastic beer. Uh, their IP, and then I moved on to their IPA, a very good IPA in a more traditional style. Uh, a little pine, some fruit flavors, a subtle but tasty bite, uh, not juicy by any stretch. This is a proper IPA, the way an IPA should be made. Uh, the guys from Frame Family Brewers, fantastic. Cannot wait to try uh, more of your other stuff. Got to get you guys out east. This is uh, some very, very good beer. Uh, the folks from Sam Adams sent me their New England Pale Ale here as we continue on our final segment of the show, the uh, Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, a solid Pale Ale from uh, from uh, Sam Adams. Slight bitterness, some haze to it. It's not juicy. Um, this was a, this would be a beer, if there were no other local selections around, is definitely something I would drink uh, if it was on tap. Uh, very nicely done, and uh, was glad that I was able to um, to sample this one. Uh, the folks from Founders had sent me a bottle of Blushing Monk a couple of months ago. I'd finally gotten around to it. I had given a bottle to my neighbor, and my neighbor Greg had said to me it was super sweet for him, almost too sweet where he felt like he'd have to mix it with another beer. And I have to say, try, after trying it, very, very sweet. I mean, it's bursting with raspberry flavor, but it was way overpowering for me. Um, I think this beer would do better if it was if it sat a little bit in the cellar and aged a little bit and kind of got that raspberry flavor and the sweetness kind of mellowed out a little bit. It was just a bit too sweet for me. I had a couple of sips and then I had to pour it out. I honestly couldn't get through a whole uh, glass of this. This is an incredibly sweet beer. If you like sweet, sweet beers... This is the beer for you, and high alcohol content as well. So that's the other thing. It's it's a little dangerous, too, uh, drinking this. Then finally, I had one of my beers from Trillium that my neighbor Gregor brought me uh, from a couple of weeks ago, the uh, Minnow's Alleged Lighthouse Juicy Bomb, a little bitterness on the back end, tasting some what felt like it was tasting some apricot out of this, uh, a really good beer. Trillium makes some great beers. Uh, I know that there's the whole you know Trillium Treehouse kind of thing. Uh, I've only had one beer from a Treehouse. Very, very good, I have to say. Uh, Trillium, though, unbelievable. But I'm going to get to try some more beers from Treehouse because my neighbor does have to be in the Massachusetts area from time to time. So he definitely uh, will be bringing me some uh, some stuff back in the near future. But Freem Family Brewers, uh, great job out of you guys. Uh, just some fantastic beer uh, from you guys. I, I can't say enough good things about that Pilsner. If you happen to be in the Oregon area and you get a chance to get over to Freem Family Brewers, check them out. Um, they are uh, a really, really uh, great brewery. But, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Darren Yellen, Steve McCann, the New York sales rep from Duclaw Brewing, and Madeline Caldwell, the marketing director for Duclaw. Thanks for joining me in studio. The new beer that will be out on shelves in New York and New Jersey very soon, Unicorn Farts. You definitely want to check it out, a sour ale with edible glitter in it. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.